cool. And we're live. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It is Friday, March 25th. My name is Everett DeLorme, joined by my now Friday podcast partner, Mr. Damon Neely from 5-1 Volleyball. It's a great day today. We got, we're going to talk about some news in the world of volleyball. There's a little bit of, I guess, what is it? Like, the, there's there's some there's some hot news on on the on the docket right now. I mean, this time of year, there's always hot news. There's there's, there's some there's hot, news hot news that, that we're definitely going to get into. Then we're going to talk about a few of our all stars and maybe some of uh, award winners, our own award winners for the Super League of Volley. Uh, right now, we're currently watching Mac versus Calgary <laughs> at from the U Sports Championships. Uh, it's on uh, the TV behind that. So if we look distracted at any point, that might be it. Uh, they're all tied up at twenty twos in the second with Calgary. Leading uh, 1-0. I won't lie. I'm pretty sad I'm not there. I, I was like, this is like the first time since like 2013, I think, that I have, I'm have. i not at a national championship. Yeah, and it's such a fun, it's such a fun tournament, too. Oh, so There's fun. Like a, a lot of games, very short amount of time. You know, it's kind of like NCAA March Madness, which is going on right now, right? Yeah. It's like these guys are hyped up, especially those fifth-year guys who yeah. were given their all. Uh, fun tournament. I've, I've only been once or twice, but it's still, it's still a lot of fun. But yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun podcast today. Yeah, Glad to be here. Another Friday classic. Um, and it's a fun one too. Like yeah. uh, these awards, like I wish the leagues had these awards because they're, you know, it's, it's a great topic for me to discuss, to, for fans to discuss. But in I, in lieu of an official one, this is probably as good as as good as you're gonna get. Absolutely. I mean, it's so weird in like the NBA and other sports. It'll be like preseason, like who's gonna be the MVP this year? Who's the best? <laughs> and that's all they talk about. And every week, there's an update on who's gonna be the MVP. Whereas in volleyball, we just yeah, well the the, the guys played great. They 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 did a good job. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of culture sports difference. Yeah, we, we love our awards. We love our stats over here. True. Not as much, not as much in Europe, but I still think uh, it's, it's it's a good idea and it's really fun to discuss. And I'm looking forward to hearing your picks over it. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing yours as well. Let's start with a little bit of news. Yeah. that we can discuss because today, earlier today on Instagram, Polish national team captain Michael Kubiak has announced his retirement from the national team. Now I feel like if you're a pleb, you're pretty upset, but for those of us in the know. For those of us who got to watch Poland this summer, whether it's at you know the Olympics or at uh, Euro volleys, um, that's probably the best for the Polish national team. Yeah, I mean, we we, we kind of discussed this on our, our last podcast a little bit. I think this is great, great news for Poland for everyone because uh, it was a little awkward there by the end, right? I mean, yeah, there was a big question mark whether whether uh, you know he would hang on for the World Championships, and I think. Uh, there was really a lot of tension within the Polish national team on on whether, like the old the younger guys were going to get a chance ever. Whether like Kamil Semenyuk, Schlifka, like um, all these guys, um, you know, w- when are we next, right? Like Kubiak yeah. has been starting for the national team since he was forever, forever, right? So these it, guys are like 25, 26, 27. It's about time. Yeah, it's about time. And I mean, they've they've paid their dues. Like some exactly, of them, yeah. like they're what junior world champions. They put you know they they are obviously on the map at that level. Some of them have won Champions League. Like, they've done everything else, and they have to sit on the bench for their national team playing well, behind a guy who isn't as good as them anymore. Well, That's the reality. They, they won the World Junior U21 World Championships in, what, 2017? Yeah. And, like, crushed the, the golden generation, and... I'm pretty sure isn't Kohanovsky the only starter out of all yeah, those guys? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a little ridiculous. And like if you look at any other team, 
any other like y- if you have young superstars coming up off a team like that, like they're going to be integrated to the te- into the national team quickly. And here we are five years later, and none of those those players are are integrated, right? And I think it also kind of just highlights, oh, that was a big ace there to tie things up at twenty fours. Um, but uh, I think it just also highlights about how Heinen loves to satisfy old heads. Because we saw it yeah. with two teams in a row where with Tragica and, and Perugia last year, Heinen just did whatever he could. Oh, you can't set a high ball to the right side? Sure, we're just going to put into horse there. You know, we're right, going right. to let uh, Vernon Evans and uh, Massimo Mujai like rot on the bench. And the same thing once he gets to Poland. It's just, let's just let's just go with the old heads and not go with the young guys who can, who can actually play. The, the man has, has very little patience. No patience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is, this is great. I mean... Because it, it clears a lot of the awkwardness, or at least we, th- we think it clears a lot of the awkwardness of what's going on with this Polish national team, which is possibly one of the explanations, the, the, the locker room stuff, which is for why they haven't been performing, haven't really won since the World Championships in 2018 uh, with Wilfredo Leon now. And I think, like, Hainan's gone, Kubiak's gone. After this, I'm, I'm almost guaranteed a couple more dominoes are going to fall here of the older guys on the Polish national team. And I think that'll give the team a lot of energy. Like, the, like they're still going to be absolutely contenders, probably still the favorites uh, in 2022 World Championships. And yeah, I, I think this just prevents any weird politics dynamics from entering entering yeah. into the decisions. And I win-win mean, for everyone. Could be, could be. I probably want a summer off too. Come absolutely, on, absolutely, absolutely. He wants a summer off. And then I think if you're a Polish fan, you're probably looking at the next dominoes to fall would be um, Druzga, yeah, and, and and have Janusz in, Janusz instead. And then Kurek. I think Kurek is a little more of a questionable one. I think he's a guy that could stay on and play. However, you do have Kashmarek who's ready to go. And you know what? Maybe he just fits in better with that style when you've got... Like, I, I think if you have those three outsides of, of uh, Leon and Semenyuk on the outside with Kashmarek on the right side, like that's an absolutely disgusting team. With Kokonoski and, and Huber down the middle, or maybe you could do with Wisniewski, oh. like... Which like, there's there's no there's, there's a there's a few middles that I put in before that. I mean, you still is Novakovsky. Uh, is, is he retired? Uh, uh, Biniak. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, there's a couple there's, guys there ever, before I put in uh, Wisniewski, <laughs> which I like, but uh, I'm not sure if he's the he's gonna sniff the national team anytime soon. Well, already some uh, some play on the chat board here. Someone 100 true came in as a troll, ended as a fan. So we're doing something uh, right. All we're right. Doing, we're doing something right here, uh, Dan. Uh, but yeah, big big news coming out of the Polish national team. So it's going to be interesting to see what they what they go through um, for the rest of this summer. Now let's let's jump over to the what we're. Oh, sorry. I was going to say it's kind of a weird timing to retire though. Like why why now? Why not right after the European Championships? Do you think something happened like recently? That's a good point. That is a good point. Yeah. Maybe what? maybe it's just like he's just getting old, and after another year in in Japan, taking a lot of swings, he's just like, bro, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. You know, he watches what Semenyuk and Shlivka and Fornal, who's been having a great year at JW, uh, are are doing right now. It's just being like, yo, I can't, I can't do that yeah. anymore. Or this is purely conjecture, total guess, but maybe maybe the federation's like, hey, man, like, <laughs> like. It'd be a little awkward <laughs> with you on the team. Maybe that's just uh, it's a good time to, to hang them up because we don't know if we'll select you necessarily. Maybe total total guess, but they'll, they'll get jo- J- Josh Binstocked. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's a niche reference. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> want to explain that one ever? <laughs> oh, it was just kind of like it was Josh. Josh Binstock was like hemming and hawing about retiring, 
and basically he was pushed to retire from VC. Like he wasn't, he was yeah. probably going to retire, but he was pushed to retire at, by uh, by VC at the 2016 uh, World Tour Finals because like it was in Toronto in front of the home fans and stuff like that. So like it made a lot of sense. But yeah. It was just kind of like one of those things that like he continued to play after that and and, and stuff like that as well. But uh, but yeah, um, yeah. Let's just jump on to. Let's just uh, jump over to the Italian league now. And h- how do we want to do this? Do do we want to discuss it? Do we want to kind of go one at a time? Hmm. Are we doing? Do you want to start with like? Do we want to start with first team, then go to second team? What what's happening? Yeah, we... let's go. Let's go by position. I think that's the most interesting way to do it. You give okay. me. You give me your first team. Let's we'll go back and forth. First team, second team. Go by position. By the way, we're do- this is a, like a North American style kind of all league team so yes. like a full seven player first team and full seven player second team essentially the the 14 best yes. players in the league but not 14 overall by by position by position if you guys aren't kind of familiar with the with the format here um okay you start let's let's ha- who do you have you want to start by second team and then first team or first team then second team um let's do let's do first team then second team all right who do you have as your outside hitters on the left side for your first team? So I went with one one quite easy choice, Wilfredo Leon. Yes. And second player I picked was Alessandro Michiletto. Okay. The unicorn. You went with the unicorn. The, the young star, the prodigy. All right. Fair enough. And I don't know, Wilfredo Leon, easy choice. Best statistical player, best player that I can see playing. Incredible server. Kind of, kind of reminded me this season a bit more of Leon. Like in his first year in Perugia, because um, because la- like the last couple of years he was he's he's been trying more stuff. He's been a little more inconsistent. He's, I think he's almost looked injured at times, but definitely back to primely on this year, which is great. And and Micheletto, I mean, just the step he took again this year after that uh, European Championships. I, I, Trentino's been way better than we expected in the preseason. I think that's in large part to Micheletto's play. Um, he's really added the the attacking to his game. I think it was way ahead of schedule. It's one of the things. I kind of criticized him for him last year was the attacking the servings incredible now like he's almost has no weaknesses now which is like even even playing in six back row defense he's he's pretty spectacular so uh the stats are there trentino's a good team in large part because of him so that's what that's why i gave it to all right um yeah, I mean the stats are right there, averaging five point like five point two points per set. That's that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, for my first team. I also have Wilfredo Leon, pretty obvious. Um, but I'm going to go with someone that I'm surprised you didn't pick because you all put us onto this guy. And that is going to be the man that you see there on the screen in the second spot of yeah, points no, per okay. match, Mr. Rock Mozic. Now, I know his team didn't have the results that they expected, but let's be honest. He was their team. He did everything for them. Um, and, you know, like like he is a... Like he is a growing player in the league, so when you score at like he led the, the league in scoring, was the top scorer, second in points per set at five point one two, just behind Leon. You know, to me, you have to give it to him with with a performance like that. Like, yeah, it, it's kind of like a Russell Westbrook situation where he's having the success without the team having the success, but still, I that I that I don't think that applies as much in volleyball though, like. Because like if you're if you're scoring the ball a lot, and I know I kind of argue against myself right here, but <laughs> but if you have like the ball a lot in basketball, you you can be detrimental to the team. But 
if you're if you're ha if you're getting a lot of sets in volleyball and you're scoring them efficiently, you're, you're objectively good. There's no there's no like you know Russell Westbrook who's okay. He he scores a lot, but he's okay. he's 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 inefficient and he turns the ball over. That, that doesn't happen as much in volleyball unless you're like making a lot of attacking errors, but that shows up the efficiency stats. And we have those for Mazic, which are pretty much on par with Mikaleto. Just I guess uh, for for me, their stats were close, and. I just went with maybe I, I still think Mikaletto, especially in the backcourt, looks looks a little bit better defense and passing. Oh, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. And the, the team record for me, the Trentino, that they're so mm. much better. But but that that to me was also like kind of an, another thing is that yes, the team record is there, but he does have other yeah. players to rely on, right? Yeah. He does have Spertoli setting him. It was close. I had Rock on my second team. It was like okay, yeah, yeah, fair, shifting around, shifting fair around. So do you want to move to to the second team then? Sure. Yeah. So I had Rock as I said. And then I had uh, Mr. Irvin Engapet. Okay, that's my other outside hitter. Yeah. All right. So who do you, who do you have? I went with uh, Engapet as well. Ah, nice. Okay, so we had the same four. Like no, that. no, no. Oh, okay. And Mr. Thomas Jaschke. Really? Yes. Okay, you're gonna have to sell me on Thomas Jaschke here. Thomas Jaschke had a really good season overall. Like I know it was fine, but is he one of the f like? Give me the argument for him kay. over Leal. You know, give me the argument for him over Micheletto. Like you're not wrong because like as I'm like this is something I wrote out last like, night, <laughs> and now that I'm like thinking about it, where's he's not bad, but like I'm pretty sure if you look at like the efficiency stats, uh, which which one is it here? Oh no, it's like the media. Oh yeah, attacks average weight. This is the then the weird ass stats that we have for. Legavala here. See, Thomas Jaschke is actually coming in at sixth, in sixth with his like o with his overall efficiency in, in the league. Okay, okay. There's there's the so, argument then. So so that that was in, coming in ahead of Mikaleto um, and coming in ahead of Rock Mozic. Plus, and you and you Andy Liao because that was the that, I I didn't really consider Jaschke. Liao was the guy who I'm like oh. Okay, maybe maybe like I had to like kind of do, do some analysis it's hard, here. It's hard to give two like two guys from the same team. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. Right, like in a, but why though? I don't know, but it's just it's just hard. It's it's just hard. Yeah. But and for me, I don't know. Like I look at Milano. Uh, I think that they had a rough or uh, they had a, a really good season yeah. overall, finishing like a clear fifth place. At the beginning of the season, I wasn't even sure if they were going to be making the playoffs. But they were able to come together really, really well. Um, and Jaschke was really that guy who would, would pull them through. I mean, he led them in scoring. Um, he was a really good passer for them. So, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I think Jaschke is uh, is doing pretty good. Do you... I, yeah, he, he is, is not bad. It's not a terrible choice. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, yeah, I don't know. I guess I just... I, 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 yeah, especially Micheletto. Micheletto. I mean, I, mean, I, I think be Micheletto's honest, better in, in almost every part of the game than Jayski. I don't disagree. On a better team. I don't disagree with that. I, I kind of regret not picking Micheletto. If there was a third team that we're doing here today, ever, maybe maybe I would. <laughs> you can switch your pick if you want. Yeah. No, I'm going to stick with Jayski. Okay, okay. Just because, just because, just because I got I got to live to give some love to some North Americans at some yeah. point. But Jaschke was, I mean, it wasn't that bad last year as well. I feel like he's getting a lot more attention this year. And he, yeah, but I feel like he's just having that good of a season where um, 
You know, like, and, and that's the thing, especially with that Milano team, everyone wants to give Ishikawa credit, you know? And everyone wants yeah. to, you know, like... And, and, and Poro's a fun story. You and know? then, like, and Poro's... Chin and yes. And chin, yeah, so... But I think those guys do do deserve credit. Absolutely. So, I, I'm i not as... As I'm sitting here, I'm not as sold on Jayshiki <laughs> on the second team as I was earlier. But I'm going to stick... But it's fine. This but is, I'm going to stick with this it. This is your team, Ever. No, yeah. no, no, uh, no I'm, I'm going to stick with it. I'm, okay. I'm going to stick with it. I mean, hey, if I was making a team and I had Irvin Ingepeth and Thomas Jayshiki as my two outsides, I'd be... I'd be really stoked about that. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyone else you considered here? Like, uh, I don't know. Micheletto, uh, obviously. Lucarelli. Uh, Des Vronach. Uh, Des is Actually, like, you know, I, I've been kind of down on him, but he, I, this was his best season by far. I think he had a great season. Yeah. I mean, he was really the only one that kept Monza afloat, especially with all the, the injuries that we saw to Grosier. Um, they were kind of all over the place like yeah i i, I thought i thought he had a, a great season well, overall the issue with him like for me he's always been kind of like a he's a big guy so he gets blocks like he's, he's actually a good passer for his size yeah. he, he's, a, he's a big guy so he, he can take a high set load but the efficiency hasn't been there the power whatever the he doesn't have a lot of tricks in his bag but but this year the efficiency has been a lot better he's kind of ironing out i think uh yeah Maybe maybe skipping the European Championships, <laughs> you know, he had a bit more <laughs> fresher legs. I yeah. don't know. But I also I also think like when he was way more effective and way more efficient when Grozier was healthy, right? right? And when they had that, you know, when they have that uh, that ability to go to the right side to to Grozier, I think it was just oh, yeah, for sure. easier. So it'll be interesting to see what Monza does. I don't know what Daz Ronick is doing in terms of like contract style. Like I don't know if he's going to be coming in for. A, a, a well, he's been there. He's been there a while. He has. He has yeah, been there for been, a while. What, four or five years. So I don't know if he's going to be coming in for another season or or kind of what what it is. But yeah, he's he's someone I consider. But once you look at the numbers, like they just aren't there. You know, like for like S- Stephen Marr. Obviously, I had to look at Steve. Marr. I think Steve Marr had a, had a great year for yeah bounce back year for him bounce back after and like ah uh, we you called it we called it for sure you know like bounce back year in a season that he was having a career year at numbers keeping Milano alive and then relegated to the bench and then they started playing worse but hey I digress <laughs> it's not like I haven't said Piazza's a stooge multiple times yeah um <laughs> all right should we go on next position yeah what what uh, what do we go we gotta go to the middle sure middle blockers. Uh, you go first this time. Um, I mean, I think this one is a is a pretty easy choice for me. Robert Landy Simon, Bartomeu, I don't know, Chenyese. I don't know. Okay. Um, I have one of those. Can you guess which one I share with you? Simon. Yeah. Obviously. Pretty easy choice there. Yes. Uh, but I I had Chenyese again. Once again, I had Chenyese on my second team. Chenyese. Um, but I had Sreko Lisenach. Lisniach. Lisniach on my first team. Okay, yep. why you're gonna have to explain this one to me? Um, I mean, just in terms like raw numbers, like he, he's he's attacking extremely efficiently, uh, blocking really well as well. He's not even in the top twenty on this list of of attacking. Okay, which 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 list are you looking at? I'm looking at the attacks average weight. So okay, they, what is that? I've I've never even seen no that. No clue. That. No clue. But I think it like weights you out on like a score system per. Okay, because on the stats page he scored 216 points, so fourth in the league on 62 percent efficiency, which is only behind Robert Landy Simone. Is this of, kills? Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to that. Let's Plus 0.56 blocks per set. Also very good. I mean, just the attacking threat for me, like, is it, it, huge, and he's eight percent more efficient than than Chinyas. For me, that's that's huge. Chinias is great, and he's improved a lot. Where are you seeing this? That he's fourth in the league in attacks. Like, may, no, he was like maybe on Trentino. No, no, no. Strikulizanach. 
like right here in the, on the stats page for the league of volley yeah yeah you go stats <laughs> individual player pick the role middle blocker and you get you get everyone oh, <laughs> oh I, well, I don't know what you're looking at <laughs> i never you could do that i don't learn, know what you're looking at. learn something learn something every day over here or you can go over to volumetrics and we can, we can we can look at that as well yeah i still i still don't know you you know how to use volumetrics okay okay i I, I, I can see that. Let's <laughs> let's see if we can figure this out here. Hopefully, well, this was going to be going on the five one uh, audio podcast. So, yeah. So why don't why don't we just uh, yeah 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 let's, move on to the next one. Let's, so let's, so you do you did uh, Lishniach and Robert Land Simon. Yeah, but I, I Chinyaz is still a good choice. He had a very good season. Yeah, that the the turnaround in Chin and Yezi's serve has been like unbelievable. Like he used to be almost like a liability with his float serve. A few years ago right like that th- that thing was like a was like a baby uh <laughs> you know gimme serve now now he like and he started with the spin serving last year in valencia and now it's actually turned into a bit of a weapon and he's gone a couple runs this year which i'm like who when's the last time we've seen that especially from a middle blocker where a guy develops a spin serve when he's like 23 do you remember any other cases like that arthur schwartz ah good one good one Effort that that doesn't mean anything. Okay, thanks, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, second team now for uh, the middles. Mm-hmm. So, I had Chinese and I also had Sebastian Sole, a player who I uh, who I love that is playing in the Italian league. The huge reason for Perugia uh, almost seems like their first option. Some matches uh, just opens up the offense so much for everyone else. Not that they really need it, and I think the connection he's had with uh, Ginelli, it's like so much better than what he had with uh with tragica and uh, i mean again one of the league leaders in efficiency and attacking also i think an underrated blocker okay i feel that um i also had sebastian soleil on my second team okay uh alongside flavio and now so you love okay oh well, i love what what were you gonna say you, you say, left lisa natch completely off yeah I think I think he's Flavio one of the, the best middle blockers in the game. Who's having a great season on a surprisingly good team. Was a leader on the team. Uh, you know, right after the European Championships in Serbia, uh, barely missed any time. Like, uh, I don't know. Sebastian Soleil is like the top of top five middle blocker. I know. I, I best, have I have Soleil too in in the league. But then Flavio, like Flavio, yes, sure, they're getting rele- relegated. But like this is just like an all-star team. If I if I was to be ranking the top middle blockers, uh, he wouldn't be in there. But he had a fantastic season, and we're looking at it right there. This the stats the stats speak for themselves. Two hundred thirty-nine points, averaging you know point six seven blocks per set, which was um, second in the league of Ali, only to Prodraskinin. Oh no, third. Sorry, Matteo Piano was was averaging eighty point uh, eighty. But you know, Matteo like, Piano. You know, I think Flavio had a okay. great season, and on it on a team that was literally crumbling around him, right? On a team that, and the fact that he did it on a team that couldn't even pass the ball, right? With an old man setter who sometimes wears goggles, right? Like that's, uh, that's who impressive. we were praising nonstop last year. But yeah, yes. yeah this might good this year. <laughs> but, but I mean, hey, like we've we've talked about this. It's because they don't have anyone who can pass the ball, right? Yeah. Like that's that's the big reason. Okay, but. I guess the issue I have with this, yeah, I mean, Flavio's a great player. I think he's going to be probably starting on the Brazilian national team this summer. Um, I just, I, I can't, I'm kind of contradicting myself on what I said earlier a little bit, but like, I think with a middle blocker, especially when like you're a blocker, your role is to anchor the defense and, you, and then your team has a bad defense and you're, and you're the leading 
you're the point of the first point of defense on 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 a bad defense. But he's but he's a good blocker though. Oh, well, he, he has good blocks per set. Does that mean you're a good blocker? You can be you can be you can be a great blocker. He was one of the best blockers in the league. He was like. Yeah, but maybe maybe it's a Russell Westbrook. Maybe he's, maybe stat padding of it. Maybe stat. <laughs> no, he's good. I, I, he I has, can't I can't be too 50, mad at this. He one has fifty eight blocks on the season. That's that's quite impressive. Aiden Zingle is the only one I can see here who has more, and that he's at fifty nine. So he had the second most blocks in the, in 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 total for the season, and he was the second or third best in blocks per set on a dumpster fire of a team. True. The fact that the fact that he was able to to play this well and never really complained, especially when it, his literally his Brazilian teammates were the ones causing a lot of the drama. Yeah, I mean, uh, probably Flavio. Flavio was one of my next guys up for sure. He's having a great season. I really hope he stays stays in Europe too. I haven't uh, read any rumors or anything. Anyone else you considered here, Everett? Uh yeah, Lishniach. <laughs> Lishniach. <laughs> that was that was the. What about the like a uh, Podrashinin at all? No. Honestly, like I feel like it just kind of drops off quite a bit after those first four or first five. Yeah, like yeah. The piano had a gr- a good year, but no one put it put it all together like like any any of those five. Is middle the weakest position in the Superliga? Yes, even more than libero. Ooh, maybe not. I would say libero. Yeah, personally, I think most most teams stock up elsewhere. And then just leave their their middles and, and liberos to uh, to Italians. Every 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 uh, league in the world does that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but, yeah, and I mean, I think overall, like Poland probably has stronger middles, and so does Russia. Yeah, exactly. Just, That's what I was kind of thinking yeah. too. Maybe even Brazil too. I, I don't watch enough Brazil recently to 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 say that, but definitely Poland and Russia. I think. I'm just thinking about like the top end. Like if you think you've got Lucas Isaac, Lucas and Isaac there. Yeah. In, yeah, but who who knows. Who who knows? Um, so that's middle blockers. Now, do you want to go to the right side? Do you want a libero? How do we... Uh, we, can, <laughs> we can do right side. Sh- Actually, no, let's do... Let's do, uh, let's do setter. Let's do setter. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Um, okay. I'll go first. Uh, Simone Ginelli is my pick. Yeah. Uh, tr- turning that Perugia team around. Easy to look good. Uh, after what happened last year uh rob can testify to that um yeah i mean it's hard to fit in with that team we, we've seen it like like leon's a great player he's not the easiest guy to set like there's a lot of egos there simone comes in classic chill chill simone gianelli gets along with everyone complete the team like the the feeling on the team is completely different and just like the fact that they're able to run the middle so well and it like they're they're, they're sec- their their second middle's been like Stefano Mingozzi and yeah. he he, look, he looks amazing. <laughs> like, yeah, he looks like a, a a star, right? Like they they that entire team looks good right now. Like whether it's Anderson or Plotnitsky with Rich Lickley on the on the right side, like Leon's having, you know, a career re- a year. He just he's the best setter in the Superliga. There's there's no doubt about it. And I mean, obviously I think that's a big thing to say when you've got guys like Bruno or Decheco, but let's be honest, none of those guys guys had a fantastic year. Uh, all around, like Bruno's years was was questionable. With has been questionable at Modena. Decheco yeah. a little, Decheco a little bit more. I think he's dealing with uh, uh, some some other issues, and you know, in terms of like the roster roster that he has around oh. him and, and and whatnot. But uh, yeah, Gianelli, hands down, by far the best setter in in Super League of the season. Yeah, that was an easy one. I I mean, you said Decheco didn't have the best. I I, I had Decheco on my second team. 
Yeah, so do I. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah. <laughs> it, it was between, there was a gap, but like, it yeah. Was, it was between him and Spertoli. Because I think Spertoli had a fantastic year at Trentino. Yeah, I love Spertoli. He's like yeah. one, one of my favorite guys. Super nice guy, too. I've I've done some interviews with him. I think, too, you know, you know, just going back to Gianelli for a second, you talked about how he comes in and just calms things down. I really think that's the Trentino effect. Because he grew up in that Trentino system and that Trentino offense that that spreads things out, that has the ability to go to a three outside hitter system like they do. Like they just they they just play volleyball the right way. And I'm not saying like you know, I'm not saying that necessarily like there's only one right way to play volleyball, but they do it in a very nice style and it, it's and it's always kind of the same it's very structured it's very even they don't try to overpower you with one player like it's 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 it's, it's a structured game plan he definitely brought that to, to perugia and i'm not entirely sure if they had that especially with the turnover of coaches that they've had recently and i'm not sure if gerbic is gerbic is the type of guy to bring bring that to a team right, right. so i really think that he has that ability to you know, just be a calm presence and, and set the ball. And we saw the exact same thing with Spertoli this year. Yeah. Yeah. I like Spertoli. I mean, it's, it's too bad because you'd be a great starter for any national team, but Absolutely. I mean, Ginelli, like, it's pretty crazy though, that, that we're, you, we're almost picking the top two setters as both Italians. Like that, that's a really testament to this. And, and Pablo Poro too, like is, is one of the better setters in the league as well already. Yeah, I mean, I know some people like to shit on him on in uh, in the Discord and stuff like that, but I think Poro's actually been having a pretty good season and, you know, Milano's record is, is He's kind of... He's still so young too. I mean, Still so young. We're, we're, we're spoiled that like Micheletto and Stefani and all these guys are playing and Patolo are like leaders in the league yeah. already. But like realistically, like these guys are like 19, 20 years old. They, sh- they shouldn't be starting already, but it's just such a good team out there ahead of schedule. Yeah, you're you're not wrong there. All right, uh, that's first team, second team. That's is Spertoli is the only one you thought about. I don't think Bruno deserves a mention. Like I don't think he's done. What about Brizard? He was already named the best player in the world, and like you, I, I, I a, consider Brizard too. I mean, he, 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 he's a such a good player. He is such a good player. But what did he do this year with Piacenza? Piacenza was so up and down. So now, now you're criticizing. Now, now it's about team performance. When you're the setter, absolutely. <laughs> if you're the setter, hundred percent. That is directly like, and especially in a volleyball world where like these stats are absolutely garbage, and we don't know any like setter specific stats. Absolutely, I'm going for like team performance. Right. That, there's, uh, there's, yeah. there's, there's there's no doubt about it. Like, hey, you know, your team loses in uh, in the Italian Cup quarters. Your team loses. In the quarterfinals of uh, the CEV <laughs> Cup to Tools, oh, yeah, who got was... slapped by Monza, you know that's like... an expensive team though. Pich- too, Pichenza. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, sorry. We, we, yeah, why did I start talking about Modena there? No, absolutely. Like I, I don't like. I don't think Piacenza was that good this year. You know, they're poorly coached. I think Bernardi is stooge number one above Piazza in in terms of bad bad coaches uh, in in the league. Like. Yeah, because if you if you told me at the beginning of the season that Trentino would win five more games than Piacenza, I'd be like, looking really? at that, those rosters, did Piacenza like get? Well, I, I can probably I can pull up my like preseason things now. Yeah, yeah. like I for sure had Piacenza had a Trentino. Oh, I, I absolutely, yeah. I absolutely did too. When you look at it with Lagumgia, and I mean Lagumgia was injured this year, so like that's not the easiest, but. Like you just kept on going with the same roster all throughout the year. You had Aaron Russell on the bench, never gave him a shot. Yeah, that like, was weird. It, it, it's just like it very much feels like Heinen vibes from last year. Where you're just a dumb old stooge who gets into your ways, and you have no idea to like to break it open. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, 
also sometimes with these like expensive uh stitched together teams like it, it oftentimes takes more than one year but like it seems like Petrin is going to blow it up again find a, a new roster players like I, I don't know bringing these, in simone next year yeah i don't know if these i don't like this you you spend all this money you bring a new team why, try a little consistency guys like it clearly works for a lot of teams in volleyball yeah, I think that's in general just how like some of these newer clubs rock, right? Because Piacenza in this current form now isn't the old school Piacenza. You know, they they folded, yeah, and yeah, another, yeah. then another team came back up, and I think that's oftentimes what you know. And I think that's like to bring it back to that Trento conversation. Trentino is a club that I bet like we know their their budget isn't anywhere near compared to like even like the Piacenzas or Monzas I th- I think um, but they just they rock it so well and and they have such a good like almost like a Zaxa too where they structure everything so well and they're they're so such a good club top to bottom like even just organizationally that just seeps into the team well i mean they're the number one youth pro- program in italy as exactly. well right like exactly. it, a lot of these guys play, have played there for a decade already when they're like 24 so um yeah, I, I think yeah. Again, like you said, it's just the chairman probably getting throwing a fit after every loss, and then have to bring in all these new players, and then the same thing happens next year, rinse and repeat. Whereas, just give, give them a couple of years, do a two year contract. Yeah, if it, if it doesn't work after two years, then you then you but can. Just, like it should be one of these things. Like I see so often where they just like bring out all these players. Like Vibo for last year is a, is a perfect example. Like keep Rosard, keep DeFalco, keep Chinignese, keep one of these players that you can build around. Yeah, one. I would say there there is issues because they're 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 getting paid more, and Vivo can can afford it. Yeah, you think you think Defalco's getting better paid in 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 Poland than he was in? Uh... Yeah, I don't know about that, but I think I think in general, like with a club like Ravenna, we saw we've seen before, like Valencia. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, All right. um, where are we? Yeah, where are we? Let's go. We have Libero and opposite. Let's start with the opposites. Because I'll be very honest, my uh, let's do libero first. Because okay. I, I think I think we can have some interesting discussions about the opposite. Fair, and I have very little to come That's to fine. add to the conversation with for libero. I it's all like definitely one of the weakest years for libero on the Super League, in my opinion. Like very very weak year. Um, Grupenikov isn't there. Like Denani isn't there. Yeah. Shoji isn't there. Zatorski isn't there. No one. Yeah, like, like, like <laughs> pretty much all the top liberos are not like, playing in Italy. We have Rossini. Like, uh, who else do we have? So I like I. This is by far the hardest. But I had to, I had to dive deep into the the volume metrics on this one. Yeah, because. Um, this, <laughs> but I ended up going with uh, Fabio Belasso on my first team. Okay. For yeah. Lube, like they're a strong passing team. I don't think other than him, they have like the best passers. So, um, again, like. Good numbers, good efficiency, good passing efficiency. Great, great back row defensive player. Again, like good, good, good number of digs per set. And again, there's, I mean, in a normal year, I probably wouldn't give it to him. But like, I don't even know who else like to pick. Like Kalachi, like hasn't been that good. Um, yeah, none, none of the usual subs. Like Pastorini's been okay, but I don't even want to pick him either. His numbers aren't that great. It's so hard with with libero numbers because they're basically non-existent. Yeah, which like, is why I was saying I was diving into volume we, metrics because I'm, not, we're I'm not, not using these. We're not statting digs. We're not statting uh, out of system setting. We're not statting like anything that has to do with with service eve, really. So yeah, it's a it's it's a tough one. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a tough one for sure. All right, who who'd you go with? Do you want to try and make a pick for your first team? Or? Um, I think Julian Zanger had a pretty good, in my opinion, had a pretty good year with Trento. 
Okay. Maybe. Um, <laughs> let's see. I feel. I feel like. Yes. Uh, the issue with Zanger is that he's behind Mikaleta Lavia and Kaziski in uh, passing. <laughs> okay, never mind that. Um, so he's the worst. He's the worst pass. I don't. I don't think he's actually the worst passer, but this year statistically he was who's, the worst. Who's the the guy from 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 uh, Toronto? Um, I'm not sure. I, I I can't I can't remember. I remember him being being pretty good. I know Rob was pretty high on him when they were. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll give you my second team. Uh, Leonardo Scanfrillo from from Piacenza, who I know you're not happy with Piacenza, but no, actually I like that. Okay, I yeah. like that. Yeah. I remember I remember talking about Scanfrillo this year. I mean, like, oh, okay, I like him. Yeah, like who? Him. Uh, yeah, he's one of those guys. Because I mean, every year there's there's like three or four Italian liberos. I'm not. To be honest, I'm not that familiar with them. Even though I watch like a ton of games, they just they pop out of nowhere, right? Like every team needs new liberos from Italy. Um, and yeah, like when he comes in, I'm like, wow, that, that was a great play. That was a great play. Wow, this is a good effort. Like mm-hmm. great technique. And then, then oh, I was doing my research in the end of the year. Oh, he's actually like statistically one of the best passers in the Super League as well. So why not, right? Look at that. There we go. Great. All right. Well, let's move on from liberos because unfortunately we, we need uh, some we need we need some new liberos in the Super Liga. We do, we do, and that sucks because like I feel like a, the libero can be such a uh, it can be such a, a pivotal position, right? Totally. So. I mean, you've cha- you've seen how Danani has completely changed Berlin, like uh, yeah. Okay. Opposite. This this was a weird one. Uh, I think we can easily easily agree on our on our first team. Um. Yeah, Tonchek Stern. Oh, I had him no. too. <laughs> uh, Tonchik, Namir. How, how, could yeah. it be, how could it be anything? Other I mean, this than this Namir? was maybe other than Leon. Like, I like you. You don't even have to think like two no. seconds about this. This was a very very one sided, oh. uh, one sided decision. A really great year from Namir. Like one of his best ever. I think. Like, it, it, maybe not his best ever serving because he's not like he's only a point no. four, which is still really good, but. You know, he's been up around 0.6, aces per set. Um, but, you know, he's playing a little safer, making a few less errors. But, yeah, the attacking, the efficiency for me has been great this year. Like, he's, I feel like his his block vision has been better this year, if that makes sense. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. And, I mean, maybe that just has something to do with Bruno setting you over Gianelli. And I think one of the things maybe. that I've always noticed with Bruno is that Bruno sets the right side ball right, immaculately. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've seen him run the step and the back quick with, with Lucas for years with Brazil. And he's always just being like, you know, I think that's that's like, look at how average Wallace was in Turkey last year. Right. Yeah. You know, playing for Sportoto without Bruno. So I think that, you know, when you're in a scenario with with Bruno is that he just is so magical at, set, at, set, at setting the right side. Um, but that being said, it's, he's still scoring and he's still putting the ball away and, you know, he's, he's still yeah. up there. Yeah, and even when Modena like was struggling a lot, I, I wouldn't necessarily, he was like the reason most of the time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like Modena, obviously like, I mean, it's still not over for them. They could have a really good playoff run here, but like you they said, could. yeah, uh, they could. some bad early season stuff, losing in the CV cup quite early. Um, but definitely has no fault to mirror. Okay. The second team opposite, though. Oh man, I, I this, this one is tough. This one is was tough, um, because I actually went away from all of my other ones, where I've just been kind of going with straight stats. Okay, and I went. Yeah, there's with, no rules here, Everett. 
I know. Let's make this very clear. I, I know. <laughs> There's no rules you, here. You've already contradicted yourself many times. Many here, times. So, um, I went with Camille Richlicky. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I think I'm gonna have to go with Richlicky as well. Okay. I, Be- I I've gone with like I've literally changed it probably f- five or six times. All right. Let's let's talk about like because like is Linus Weber in that conversation? No, absolutely not. But- I, I like Linus favorite, but. He is by far the least efficient attacker out of all these guys. He makes wrong. a ton of service errors, a uh, ton of attacking errors. But he also very got, sloppy player. He also has a lot of aces too. Sure, yeah, and he, I think that the potential is there. I think if he cleans up a few things, he's there for sure. But you know, you know how I feel about high volume, low efficiency guys. Ever. Yeah, I mean, there was, there was this like middle ground of almost great right sides in super late yeah year. exactly with yeah, with yeah. wet with weber maybe weber's on like the the lower end of that but especially when you're looking at at grozier and and like Gungia, Gungia, yeah. like the guys who 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 switched Pat, Patri was another guy with with milano who you know i think kind of two years in a row has just kind of floated, floated yeah he hasn't been as, he hasn't been as good in the Super League as I, I thought he would be. He plays way better for France. Once again, because yeah. Tonyuti is setting him. Yeah, that's true. You know, like, yeah, yeah. we're going to see how good Tyreek Hill is when he goes to the <laughs> Dolphins when he doesn't have Patrick Mahomes true, slinging true. it to him and vice versa because we're going to see how good Mahomes is without without Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Um, Even, but, like, like Mads Jensen wasn't that bad. Oh, wasn't that bad. No, he's painfully average. He wasn't bad, but it's just like, oh, he's... Y- Eugene Nishida? You know what? Actually, I was I I, I had Eugene Nishida at one point because I'm like, this guy's like actually a more efficient attacker than a lot of guys. Like his numbers are his almost numbers, the exact same as Lagumgia. His his numbers are very good, and right? And, and the serving too. Like I was like, oh, this serving points. He's like a freaking Namir Delaziz level server. Absolutely. I mean, he's and like that's let's be let's be honest. And we we've talked about this for a long time. Like Nishida is among the top servers in the world like top five yeah sure. which is one of the best the most important skills in volleyball absolutely absolutely and he does p- provide a lot offensively um early in the year we were really tough on him for his efficiency because his efficiency was down like in the low 30s yeah and then that was just like the, that's not the polish efficiency i know it's a completely different number once you start looking at it how it actually is because he was blocked a lot this year um, mostly because Saida just couldn't set him all, all of that well. He left him hanging low on the inside quite a bit and was just setting him to a, setting him into a phone booth. Um, but yeah, like he he improved that efficiency. Like his efficiency was a like point forty one by the end of the year. Yeah, which is which was which is which, which is, is good. Pretty, which is pretty good. So yeah, you know what? I actually had uh, Nishida. Like I considered him, but yeah, uh, for me he's probably he's probably the next guy. Really? Yeah, I would say so. Just that that serving is so. I mean, I think Nishida he could he could be on a good team and not and not like he would be an asset. Oh, absolutely. Opinion. But like and like, don't get me wrong. Any team in the world, minus like Modena's taking a step down with Nishida, you could probably make you argument that like maybe Piacenza, Piacenza and um, Monza might be as well. With Lagumgia and right and uh, and Grozier, but other than that, you I mean, know, like and even then, I might take Nishida uh, uh, more over either of those guys, depending on how the team is constructed. Right, and I mean, he, he does give up a lot in the block. Like, it's Huge not, that's not like that's not um, diminish like, that at all. But and that's your big role as the right side too. You know, on the opposite, like if you're not able to slow down the big hitters, like especially if you're going like against Leon or Leal, 
you know, Angapeth, like any of these guys are just going to use and abuse that block. Like, which she, they did. <laughs> which, 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 which they absolutely did, right? So, and I do think that, like, you know, that's why I, I went with a guy like Rich, Rich Licky. Like, he but, just, he just does everything so efficiently yeah. and, and so well for what his team needs. One more guy I considered, Tommaso Stefani. You know what? I think you have to. I think like he did a did some good things at Toronto. They didn't get relegated. Once he like, was kind of like yeah, given the opportunity and like he's he's the most efficient attacker out of all these guys, other yeah. than, other than Amir. So like he he's like he's a guy who I'm like wow that, that's like I mean we kind of knew because we saw him at the U21. He was a big part of that as well. But yeah, but once again, like one of those young guys that is just able to to get it done. Well, and, he's gonna have a nice, well paid career for sure. Yeah, I mean absolutely like. You know, he's Italian opposites. That's that's a high value, uh, 100%. high value position. I like to me is. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoyed watching Stefani, too. I'm very interested to see where he goes next season, because I think, you know, he's yeah. he's one of those guys that like like. To me, if you're you're Trentino, maybe you start looking at him or uh, who's the other guy? No, they're opposite. Ro- oh, Romano. Yeah, Rom- Romano. Yeah, he should, he should get a starting spot too. I think. I think. I think. So too. Where was Romano this year? Was he at Trentino? No, he was in Milan. He was in Milan. That's yeah. what, that's why. Yeah, but I think like uh, he's a guy. Like, I'm actually a bigger. I like Stefani, but I like Romano more than I do Stefani. Uh, I don't know. I I was in the gym when Romano's like had that fifth set. Oh yeah, thing, which was pretty incredible. But I still th- I I would still take Stefani. Okay. I think overall. That's true. That that like fifth also Romano. I think is like five, four or five years older. That's true. He is. He is. He is quite a. Bit, he is quite a bit older. Yeah. But still, man, like he's that, good. Yeah, he's good. He, he could be a starter in Italy for sure. All right. Should we do our awards here before we end it? Yeah. What what, what kind of awards do we got? MVP, MIP, most improved player, best U twenty three player, and we, we do you want to do our, our defensive players of the year as well. Sure. All right. Um, MVP. You got Everett. And you, if you do, you need to think about it all. I can go first. Okay. Well, the, here's my question, and this is like this is a tale as you know, <laughs> a discussion as old as time when it comes to yeah. um, this kind of stuff. But are we doing most valuable player to the league or most valuable player to their team? Oh, okay. So like the best player versus like the player who I would I would say league. Okay. League. Then that's generally. Yeah, that's why I do. <laughs> it's like having LeBron league, you know? Yeah, like, like prime LeBron. Like he's just so damn good, and like, you know, it's it would be like if you did if you gave it to anyone else but a Gonu on the women's side, yeah, right? Yeah, and like, I, I yeah, I, I liked him a lot this year. Um, you, you, I feel like he went back to the basics a bit this year. You know, he he's just doing what he's good at, which is he doesn't need he doesn't need to tip, he doesn't need to wipe, he just needs to crush the ball every time, go high off hands, go you know. Left off, but hands. he's getting the sets this year. Yeah, of course. And there's more options. Of course. Like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, things there. But yeah, absolutely, I 100 percent agree. But he's still, he's, he's how about his passing too? I think that's the one thing that's for me is like looked way better than his time like in, with Zeneca's on. Yeah, like, I would I would say he's he's not a liability passing anymore. I'd say he's like a bit of an asset. No? I would, yeah, you know, I would generally agree. I would generally, yeah, I think he's he's come a long way in in terms of his passing, and yeah, he's he's not a, a liability anymore. In terms of like the teams don't really serve him all the time. Yeah, you don't need to like I, you don't have to hide he, him at all. I think he I think he likes it. I think he likes being in rhythm like that. You know, pass a quick ball. Yeah, transition he, to the outside. 
crush one, you're good to go. Yeah, especially when he yeah, passing yeah position four and then he also yeah. he also does like the uh, his his back row ball has been great this year. Yeah, so, I, yeah, Leon. We we don't we don't really need to go in. We're so lucky to be able to watch this guy play right now. It's it's amazing. You're not wrong, and that he's still playing and still in his prime and like still going. But and he's like he's like a month like older than me. Like it's crazy. Shit, he's younger than me, <laughs> and wow. I'm like, oh man, I can't jump anymore. Like like I'm so, I'm way so past my prime. <laughs> like, yeah, seriously. Uh, uh, okay, okay. Um, do you have like a second? No, I didn't even consider anyone no, else. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, maybe maybe Gianelli. Gianelli could Maybe be Ginelli? Rock Mozic once again. Oh, MVP, let's go. MVP. But we, we actually do have it. This is the only award there there actually is an MVP in the Super League. Is there? Yeah. I think it's based on who gets the most votes. To, you know how they do it after after match, like mm. MVP? Yeah, yeah. I think it's whoever has the most of those, whoever gets the most votes of those at the end of the year is the, uh, is the MVP. So we'll see. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, most improved player. Who do you want to give? Most it to? improved player. I gave it to Mr. Luigi Randazzo. And I know it's weird because he's because <laughs> he. I was just looking at who who's so like the most improved from last season this season. And I know Randazzo has been good before, but the last couple of years he's been he's been terrible. He had a really really rough year last year. I know injuries factor into that, but for me it was a bit of a bounce back year for Luigi. I know he's still not the best player. But I felt like it was an important part of uh, Toronto. Okay, you're not I'm not sold. Um, he was just he was he was his most improved. So we're looking at the total gap. Oh, 100%. he was so bad last year that I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's a that's a tough one for me. Okay, um, I'm going with Paolo Poro. Okay, but here's the thing: I don't like giving to like a super young guy because yeah, well, if you're going from 17 to 18, of course you're going to improve. Okay, maybe yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe that's not fair. Uh then Dasronic. Yeah, okay. That, I, that, I, that, then then yeah, yeah I, I, I like that it, pick. I, I wanted to give it to Dasronic, you know. Cuz even if his numbers aren't that different, like it's just all up across the board. He, he for me he looks way better on the court. But all but also like last year like he had Legumgia with him at Monza and like Legumgia was like r- like running the show whereas now with Grozier like like I thought I thought Dasronic had a fantastic season overall. Yeah, but see my thing with yeah, does Zavaronic like? I feel like he he's he's almost like the exact. I mean, the numbers are, are pretty much the exact same as last year. Are they like forty percent efficiency both years? Uh, scoring a little more this year, but 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 close. Um, Maybe he just passes the eye test. Way the reception twenty percent both years. I I agree. He looks better. I, I definitely like agree. That's with that. that's that's basically like I'm just going this based on the eye test. Like I'm not. Yeah. You know me, ever. I'm I'm a, I'm a stats guy. Yeah, oh, 378 points this year. That's a that's a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it is a lot. Although Grozier was hitting almost 50 percent this season too, man. So, yeah. Um, but Randazzo went from 33 percent last year to 39 percent this year. Six percent jump in efficiency, scoring a lot more, passing a lot yeah, better. Yeah, but he's still swinging under 40 percent. <laughs> Oh man, you well, can't. Well, Zavaronic's one percent better. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong, but still, and it didn't didn't just, improve at all. He just looks he just looks way <laughs> like better if you ask me. But I'm 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 happy for Randazzo because that's got to be tough being injured. Like you were a star in the Italian national team, you were next up. Uh, like then you're injured, you, you didn't get selected, you've been through mm-hmm. all this stuff. Now there's young players who are better than you, and you missed your opportunity. So I, I feel I feel I feel good for him. 
Okay. Fair enough. All right. Uh, best U23 player. Mikaletto. Mikaletto. You, okay. So you, you have you have Mozic ahead of him. Oh, on, is, on is Mozic U23? He's yeah. He's he's younger than Mikaletto. He's 2002. <laughs> I know, right? No. Uh, Everett, how many times? How many times do we need to do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, would, yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. If there's anyone else, I would be questioning it. But <laughs> you, you do your your research. Um. So so here's the thing. I I I've said before on this podcast. I think Mazic is is going to be the better player eventually, but right now I think Mikula is better, and that's why I had him as the best U23 player. Which I already went over. We already kind of had this discussion in our our outside hitter uh, All Star team. So. For some reason, I thought Mazic was way older. I feel like it just feels. No, like that's why been, he's. That's why I'm, I've been. This so is. This is. I just feels like you've been talking about him forever. Yeah, because I was talking about him when he was like 16, when he was playing in the Slovenian league. Okay. This, yeah. Okay, this, <laughs> this is. This is true. All right. All right. Um, okay. Well, then I have to stick with Mazic because I, I picked him before, and I mean, I that's not, that's not a bad. No, there's no rules here. That's there's not a no bad, rules. Um, a bad choice either. No, but, no. Uh, you could go either one for sure. Yeah. I mean, and like we've said before, the other guy, like Yant, probably. Um, Yant is definitely Caporo, like you said before. Yeah, Yant. Um, Stefani, like we've said. Stefani, man, like that's that's a pretty good team. Once you start putting that all together, you know, you've, that's what, that could be a playoff team for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, no, no one really, not no young guys in the middle, but usually, usually you don't see a lot of of strong young players in the no, middle. It's I a think, really tough position to play. Yeah, I think like even like when you when you think about it, like Crick and and Schwartz were like two of the youngest middles really in the league. You know, and they're every, not that young, and, the, and they're and they're not yet that young. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Any other any other awards you want to give? Well, do you want to give our, our defensive players of the year, front court and back court? Sure. Let's 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 do that. All right. Um. Okay. Let's do front court first. Um. For me, is is between two guys. The two guys on uh the two guys on the on the on the first team for me, Lisanach and Simone, and. For me, I think I'm going to have to go with Robert Lane Simone, as defensive player. I picked him last year as well, I'm pretty sure. Um, 108 blocks on the air, 13.8% uh, block touch percentage, which is a percent higher than Lee's Nagin. I'm pretty sure the, the one of the tops in the league. So, I mean, f- for me, he's so good at offense that we almost forget how good in serving, that we almost forget how dominant he is of a blocker as well. And he's not he's not dominant every game because he, he does sometimes take games off. But mm-hmm. when Simone is locked in, like he he is unbelievable. I mean, he has he has every asset you want. He has the long arms. He has the quick second jump. He has really good instincts. He has great hand formation. He has. He, I mean, he's just, he's he's one of the best blockers ever, in my opinion. And still doing it at what thirty three, thirty four. Very impressive. All right. Um. Let me just see here with our. Uh, All right. While you do that, I'm gonna do my back row player of okay. the year as well. And we kind of alluded to this earlier, but like liberos have been so weak this year. So weak. Um, so I'm actually not going with a libero. No, who are you going with? Irvin Angapet as my back row player of the year. I think the best passer in the year, this league, in my opinion, one of the reasons I took him on my team. I know Modin has the best year. And again, another guy who clearly doesn't try his hardest every single match. But for me, in the back row in position six, um, Irvin Angapet's like unbelievable asset. 
just the amount of balls he picks up, the hustle, he, the, the reads he makes on on defense are just like I, I think it was maybe it was Mark Lebedew in his blog post or something did a blog post at Irvin Rangabend how he just he's thinking like three steps ahead and, and the predictions he makes are, are absolutely incredible. Again, maybe because he doesn't do it every game, he, some games he's, he do, he doesn't at all. But for me, for me, it's just maybe if like if Grabenikov was in the league, he would probably win. Showed you was in the league, he would win. But for me, Irvin Engapet, like passing plus defense is the best player. Fair enough. Um, I'm gonna go with Matteo Piano. He led the league in blocks. Led the league in blocks per set. Yeah. Was like and like crushed it. Like he was was averaging. Point point eight. eight is really really good for the Italian. Point league. eight and That's then Podraskinin came in in at second at point seven eight. Uh, yeah, seventy-one yeah. blocks on the season, you know, blew everyone out. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 gonna go with Matteo Piano. Uh, I think he had a, a fantastic defensive year. Yeah, he did. I I just I I know this is a bad thing as an analyst to say, but for me, he, I just don't like like the look. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, the way look, he blocks. He the, looks. The look is he's a, awkward. He's a very unorthodox uh, player, which I think kind of throws people off because he. He almost has like weird timing on his blocks. Yeah, it's kind no. of a weird, goofy footwork, and then, yeah. but it, but then he has like a what, like it's probably like a seven-five wingspan, and just like reaches up, boom, boom. Yeah, he tracks well. He's got good yeah. hands. His feet are good laterally. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. There's a lot to like there from from no, the another guy who's like a good bounce back here because he's been injured a lot less. Hundred percent. Last few seasons as well. Um, um, by the way, if you guys aren't watching this Mac versus Calgary game, like we're about uh, we're about to go into a fifth set here, I think. Calgary won the first two. Mac is up in the fourth now, 17-15. But, yeah, this is a good one for sure. Sorry. Um, honestly, I don't know if I have a backcourt guy. <laughs> no just one because, this year. Just because I, I – I'm gonna. I'm just going to piggyback on yours, and I'm just going to go with Angapeth. All right, good just, pick. Just, just because uh, I, I didn't watch – I, like, I can't think of anyone, you I mean, know. Fabio Fal- Belasso, too, I, I would consider. Palazzo, yeah. I don't know. We'll have to. We'll, yeah, I'll, <laughs> that's I'll one. That's when that you one. really. Yeah, we should do more. We can do like you really have to watch like a lot of tape. Yeah, exactly. All right. Cool. Oh uh, well, that's it. Um, you got to go, don't you? Yeah, Friday night. Friday night. Let's get lit. <laughs> All In laws right. are in town, um, right? They are. So uh, gonna be nice. We're having tapas, Spanish tapas. Oh yeah, are you making that? Or are you? No, I have no idea. Can't cook the octopus. Are you kidding me? You never know. <laughs> you never know. I'm, I'm allergic, so I wouldn't need to octopus. Eat I'm allergic to shellfish, so I don't uh, think. Actually, I don't think octopus. Honestly, falls you're not missing that, that much. Ooh, that's a big log. Well, why don't we? Why don't before last thing? Why don't we kind of explain where we are in uh, in U Sports very oh, quickly? Right now, it's quarterfinals. This is the first match. That was a questionable call on that one, and it was the Quebec referee. I forget his name. Nice guy, though. Nice guy, <laughs> Matt Van Ralt. Uh, hard hard sport to ref. Hard sport to ref. Hard sport to ref. Um, Dave Preston has, I think he has uh, an argument here because the referee, the lines person on the line called that ball in, and the up ref who was standing right there called it out, but I don't know. Close, where, where's, close where, sure. where, where's the uh, challenge system? Where's the in, challenge in system? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like U-Sports cares about men's volleyball at all, even though it's the best product they have. Yeah. But yeah, let's not talk about that. All right. Ooh. 
Good podcast. Good I think podcast. Uh, we got a good, really good weekend because we got playoffs this weekend. Yeah, we got playoffs Sick. this weekend. I've got this this. That's weekend. what I'm doing. <laughs> There's uh, Canadian uh, so- men's soccer going to be qualifying for the World Cup, so I'm going to be very drunk on Sunday. All right. Um, yeah, it's a great sports weekend, actually. Great, it's great like sport. one of the best we in got, recent memory. We March, got Madness. March Madness going All down. Right. Like, you know, Perfect. the NBA is starting to heat up. Raptors, who knows? They've got a big win over the Cavs last night. Yeah. So, but since this is a volleyball podcast, <laughs> since this is a volleyball podcast, <laughs> we only uh, watch volleyball, yeah. right? Only watch volleyball. Um, yeah, no, plenty, plenty of th- plenty of things going on. All right. Um, maybe, maybe if one of our listeners would like to build us a script that would create a daily schedule for us, because neither of us know how to do that. that. That's that's the uh, white whale of volleyball, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. All right, guys, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, make sure to tune into the nine by nine Tuesday nights. Uh, at 7.30. Uh, do you have anything else coming up soon? Um, I'll let you guys know if I do. <laughs> <laughs> but. All right. Yeah. What? But. but. If you're listening to this on the 5 Fun Volleyball Podcast, I guess this is something we'll try and do Do here is me and Everett get together. You can watch the live on his YouTube. Watch audio. Listen yes. to audio on my feed. Are we, so. we going to like punch that in for, for Friday afternoons? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. All right. So listen here every Friday afternoon. Yeah, listen here every Friday. All right. Peace, guys. Have a great week.